You're listening to a Church Doctor production. You're listening to the Big Church, Small Church podcast with John Hunter. Conversations and tips for churches to engage in outreach communities to reach new people for God in your neighborhood. Welcome back to the Big Church, Small Church podcast. Welcome to episode three, the Gathered and Scattered Church. And uh, this is part of our uh, mini-series on the Backyard Missionary. And our, really our hope uh, is to inspire and to equip you to start outreach communities, to reach new people in your town and in your city. If you hear something today that helps you in your journey, I'd ask you to spread the love. If you can go again on uh, social media or to um, spread this with uh, people within your church or in your um, social networks, then that would be great. Um, also, if you want to get the show notes for today, please go to thesendmovement.com. And yeah, you can access those show notes. Those will be really helpful in processing um, today's information. Well, hello to all you guys out there and uh, hope that you guys are keeping it safe. I think today's uh, topic is especially really important, gathered and scattered church. And I'm really going to focus more on the scattered part of churches. We, you know, we gather on Sundays, but we're, we can be a scattered church throughout the week. And I think this is really important because right now uh, we are forced uh, to be a um, scattered church. I think so much that we've relied on Sunday worship as kind of this main event. You know, we've made, you know, mostly an attractional model or we've had a traditional model of church where we've expected to reach new people for Jesus by attracting them, um, like the you all come event. And we can't even do that right now, the coronavirus going on and everything like that. And, you know, but, but there's, um, I think there's such an important, um, emphasis to be, yes, to have a gathered church, but also a scattered church. And in our, in our increasing, um, secular nation, I think we have to come to, the realization that there are not going to be people whose first point of of church or being a, you know, joining the church is not going to be uh, at the building. I mean, what would it be like for you? I want you to think right now of stepping into a synagogue or a different religious institution and going into their worship service, just, you know, not knowing what it would be like. I mean, how many of you guys out there have, been into a mosque before. I've been into one mosque before and it was not for worship. Uh, it was, uh, I was actually on a, on a mission retreat to find out actually how to reach Muslims for Christ. And, uh, we, we did a tour of a local mosque and I felt really uncomfortable. I was outside my comfort zone big time. And, and that was when worship was not going on. I couldn't imagine what it would be like, uh, if it was going on, I would, wouldn't know what to do. I, well, I wouldn't worship first of all, like, cause I didn't believe it. And so I think, you know, we have to have this kind of missionary mindset as like, you know, what would it be like for somebody who is, you know, an atheist or from a different religion or, you know, what is it like for them to step into your religious experience? And I think, uh, it, it is, is very foreign to them and it's a, it's a big ask for them and it, it can be an entry point. I'm not saying it isn't, but I think that we can also reach people through this scattered and scattered model, like that we're a gathered church on Sundays, but also we're a scattered um, church through Monday through Saturday. And so 
Actually, you know, one of the best entry points could be through that Monday through Saturday. In the New Testament church, they used the gathered and scattered model. They worshiped in temple courts, and they also worshiped in the home. And this is part of the Acts 2 community, right? And so they had this gathering and scattering, this gathering and scattering. It was like that seeds were just being planted everywhere and that Christianity just blew up as a movement. Jesus even said that whenever two or three are gathered, I am with you. And I think we have to get over this thing that the that, that church is just a building, that we're actually, we're a people. And wherever two or three of us are gathered or more, that that is, you know, that there there is power, that, that Jesus comes in power. And um, some churches today have Sunday worship and have small groups. Um, But I don't think that's quite the same as the early church because a lot of small groups today are Christian exclusive. It's it's meant more of a time of just um, Bible study and fellowship. See, in the early church, they met as an oikos. And an oikos, which means household in Greek, but it, it means much more than just the household. It's the extended family. It's the business partners. It's even the servants. It's a huge mix between Christians or believers and unbelievers. And it was a real place of belonging and fellowship. But it's where Christianity was not just taught, it was caught. And as you can see this in Acts, Lydia's household, and then the jailer's household, I think that's both Acts chapter 16, um, where Paul's in Philippi. Both those households, they completely believed. Both those are oikos. And um, I think a good way of thinking about oikos, obviously we don't have this, you know, you, you live with your nuclear family. You don't even live with your extended family anymore. That's not the culture that we're in today. But I think that today that it's your social network. It's the people on your phone. It's the people that, you, that you're connected with on Facebook or in your social media. And, um, you know, I wouldn't include all those people that are obviously like far away, but they're the people that are like within driving distance from you, right? So who's within like, you know, 20, 20 minute drive of you. Um, those are all people that, that could, you could meet, um, as church, as a smaller church, as a scattered church, um, from Monday to Saturday. I know Jesus met people in different size groups that he discipled. Uh, He had a group of three disciples, Peter, James, and John. They were his closest disciples and who he really mentored and and, um, invested in. Then he had the 12 disciples who he spent the majority of time with as well. And then a wider group of disciples. It's the uh, from Luke 10, he has the 70 or 72 disciples. And this is, uh, he sends those out and um, to bring the kingdom of God. So he obviously had a, a wider sphere of disciples. And then he also spent time in major crowds, you know, preaching, doing his teaching, healing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Jesus used different spheres to make disciples. He had a kind of a gathered and, and scattered model. I think a really good analogy for church is what Reggie McNeil says, that it's a little bit like an airport. He says, uh, and this is quoting him, he says, If the airport is full, it's not doing its job. I think what he means by this is that the church is meant to be a sending place. It's not a destination. Um, You know, if you can imagine what an airport would look like if it was just full, if there was just either people just, you know, sitting around, um, you know, not waiting to go somewhere, then 
you know, then it's, it's not its main purpose. Its main purpose is to get people to its destination. And I think often church, it's a place of worship, it's a place of teaching, and it's a place of power, empowerment and sending. And that's, you know, it's, its purpose. It's not meant to just, you know, to stay there the whole time. And yes, it's important for believers to meet on a Sunday for worship to be built up and encouraged, but then we need to be sent out to our destinations um, Monday to Saturday. My former pastor and uh, one of the biggest influences on my life, Mick Woodhead, uh, he would always say that Monday to Saturday is where the deepest discipleship happens. And I think this is because the people have to use their spiritual gifts. On Sunday, there is, there's participation, but the pastor or the ministry leaders or uh, not everybody is always involved in, in using their spiritual gifts. And so Monday through Saturday is an, an opportunity for everybody to get a chance to, pl uh, to play. Um, everybody gets a chance to pray, uh, to use hospitality, uh, to use their spiritual gifts. And people move from being a sheep. Sheep are someone who's fed by the shepherd to being shepherds and they, they, you know, so they are shepherds of other people. So they move from being sheep who are fed to being shepherds of other people. And I really think, uh, you know, the, the couple of takeaways that I really want to talk about from today is to create smaller gatherings of worship. So whatever your context might be, you spend again, most of your time being a scattered church. Maybe you could think about how you could be planting and scattering seeds as a scattered church. How could you meet outside of Sundays within your context? You know, would it look like in your home? I guess your home would probably be the only option right now as we're, you know, going through COVID-19. But, you know, when things clear up, think about the coffee shop and, you know, other opportunities. Many of your churches have already uh, stopped gathering as well by the time you hear this. And so uh, you've either come up with streaming options or you've been pre-recording your services. And this is a great time to think about uh, and actually um, improve your worship, your, your scattered worship. Um, you know, we're, as we're kind of forced into this, see it as an opportunity to learn how to be the scattered church. You know, experiment with um, small house churches, um, small gatherings of people of, of 50 or less or, or 10 or even less. You know, it doesn't have to be a lot of different people. I think the second thing is invite people in your social networks that are unchurched that don't have a relationship with Jesus. These are people um, who may have felt fallen away from church or people uh, who have never been to church. And so, you know, think through those people. Who are those people that could join you in your household during this time? I know a lot of people right now are probably craving a social experience and why they can't go out in public you know, you can meet people um, in your own home and see this as an opportunity to love your neighbors. Obviously, if anybody is sick, then, you know, be careful, don't invite people and, you know what I mean, you know, quarantine yourself if you're sick. But, you know, people are going to are, are going to be very, very lonely and craving relationship. And the church can be this place in your household where, you know, it might only be you and your neighbors, you know, six of you around together, um, you know, watch the sermon together and have some discussion questions afterwards or have them around for food or, you know, there's there's a lot of different opportunities to think through, um, you know, why we're being so scattered right now uh, as a nation. And so I would encourage you to think through your, your family, 
I would include people in your family who are are, are unchurched. So, so think through, you know, um, not just your immediate family, but your extended family. So your family, your friends, um, that would be, you know, obviously anybody who you're friends with that uh, might not be uh, churched or unchurched. And this could be, again, any, you know, friends that you might have on Facebook or social media, um, your work colleagues. So these are people who you work with. Um, you know, you might work with a lot of people who um, might not know Jesus, especially, you know, you guys who are listening, who are lay leaders or, you know, are in full-time ministry. You guys have connections to a lot of different people out there that don't know Jesus yet. And so, you know, think through and pray through who are those people who might be open uh, to God to a certain extent, you know, and invite those people into your small scattered gatherings. So you have your family, your friends, your work colleagues, and lastly, acquaintances. And these are people that, you know, that you know or that you um, that you might bump into um, around town. Um, so these could be like you have a favorite waitress uh, at the place that you usually eat or, you know, one of your neighbors down the street. So acquaintances aren't people who are generally your friends or your, you know, or your family or your work colleagues, but they kind of fit into this other category that they are your, you know, that you still have a relationship might only be a passing relationship. You might not have a very deep relationship with them, but they could also be a real, uh, could be a really opportunity to, um, you know, reach these people for Jesus. So yeah, again, what I really like to do, uh, you know, when I, um, inviting people to, you know, especially like if I start an alpha course and it's kind of, that alpha course is an introductory to the Christian faith. Um, you know, and that's a real good opportunity for when um, my wife and I, we invite new people to explore faith. But also, I would encourage you to just go through Facebook, go through your contacts on your phone and think through who are those people who are the family, friends, work colleagues, and acquaintances. Who are those people that you could reach? Um, make a list of everybody that you that you know that's not connected to a church in any way. Um and invite those people, you know, pray for them, uh, and invite those people, um, into your social network to, to be a part of your scattered gatherings, you know, especially why we're, we're such a scattered church right now. I encourage you just to, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to, for you to be bold and to be brave. You know, the Holy Spirit will give you the right words to say. You don't always have to, you know, have the perfect words to say all the time. And I think that's, um, uh, you know, an encouragement to you. I always don't know what the right word to say is, you know, to, to invite new people to church. And um, I'm supposed to have a gift of evangelism. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, it's inviting people into relationship. And, you know, they don't have to become, a, you can disciple somebody even before they become a Christian. And, you know, the Holy Spirit will give you the right words to say. As soon as you open your mouth, God will fill you with the right words to say to those people and just ask them um, an invitation to your household, you know, to come over, to have dinner, to explore faith, whatever it might be, whatever your scattered models might be. Think about what that might look like and, and what you, you know, might say, you know, God will, don't worry about what you're going to say. God will fill your mouth. So, yeah, I just want to encourage you. And also don't be, get ex discouraged if, you know, only 10 out of 50 people said yes. That's amazing if, if 10 out of 50 people say yes. Well, I usually take the, the 1 to 10 ratio. So every 10 people that I ask, I think the one person will actually say yes. And, you know, I think that's, that's really amazing. You know, so you start off with a huge list, 
well, yeah, what happens if, you know, yeah, 10 people in your social network say yes to Jesus? Isn't that awesome? Um, and not everybody will say yes for different reasons, but it doesn't mean they're not interested in Jesus. They might not just be ready yet. It's all about that person of peace that we talked about um, in earlier episodes. And so I just encourage you, you know, just to be persistent, you know, be kind, be gracious to people. Don't force the invitations down people's throat, but sometimes people need to be invited, given several opportunities to be invited. I, you know, sometimes we have no reason or, or understanding why people don't come. Sometimes people are busy. Sometimes people aren't interested right at that moment, but you know, we can just, you know, keep on inviting. And what if those 10 people that, that you invite into your scattered church, then invite 10 other people in their social networks and out of their 50, you know, and they come and 10 more and 10 more and 10 more, you know, it just becomes multiplication and um, the gospel just continues to spread. So don't get discouraged if people say no. Um, people say no for all types of reasons. And I want to just encourage you to, you know, just be bold, but don't cram it down people's throats as well. You know, obviously use your best judgment and be kind and just invite people into relationships, start discipling people. And yeah, eventually maybe they will come to your, your gathered church. Um, but yeah, we can be uh, a scattered church that creates different access points for people to become Christians, to become disciples. So be bold, be brave, and go and invite people into your scattered church. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Big Church, Small Church Podcast, a Church Doctor Ministries production. To download the show notes, go to thesendmovement.com. For questions, coaching, or other network opportunities, contact John Hunter at j-o-n-h-u-n-t-e-r at churchdoctor.org. If you've liked this episode, please give a review, subscribe, and share it on your social media platforms. 